Today, we begin by quoting a comic from a site named after a breakfast cereal. But it's a healthy breakfast cereal. I tell you about my really bad day. Okay, it wasn't that bad. But my mood was really bad, okay? Then I meet a guy who triggers a flashback, and everything gets better. All on the way to answering the question, to vent or not to vent? That is the question. Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. All right, so I saw a comic on Facebook this week, and it was from a site called The Oatmeal. Never heard of it before. It's not one I frequent. Somebody else had posted this. And it showed, well, actually, it showed a little creature that defies classification. This comic has a total of four panels formed into a square. The two panels on top are captioned with the words, how venting to others is supposed to feel. And it shows this little indescribable creature has flames coming out of its mouth as it vents in one panel. And then in the next panel, it's relaxed with just a wisp of smoke coming out of its mouth. Clearly, after the cathartic experience of venting, this little guy feels much better. The two panels below are captioned with how I actually feel when I do it. In the first panel, the little character is drinking gallons of gasoline, and in the next panel, he's filled with so much rage that the flames inside him are visible through his eyes, and all the world around him is in flames. I read it and almost passed it by, and then something about it grabbed me, kept me focused. Mostly because when I first read it, I think I was not so much reading about venting as much as I was allowing our Fuhrer to be directed at people who we feel, well, we feel them to be deserving of it at the moment. As I read the cartoon, I quickly tried to think of the number of times in my life that I've let my inner rage or frustration be vented towards an individual. Then I thought, okay, when are the times that I have become irritated, angry, annoyed, let someone be the recipient of the full expression of that, and, here's the caveat, and afterwards felt better about myself. And, as probably you won't be surprised, I couldn't think of a single example. And I will tell you, I really wanted to. Now, before I make everything seem like all roses and sunshine, meaning all you have to do is not let your anger and frustration out and the world will be a shinier, better place, I can also tell you the number of times that I've felt someone has done something that left me irritated, angry, annoyed, and I didn't say anything. I bit my tongue. I said nothing and felt better by doing so. And that, I think, also comes to a sum total of zero. So after reading this comic in the morning, I headed out for my daily walk. I put in my earbuds, queued up my audiobook, and ventured out into a beautiful day, except started out with an encounter on the elevator that was less than pleasant. And as I walked up to two people in the lobby of our building to say hi, one of them said, do you need something? I said, no, I just saw the two of you standing here, and I thought I'd say hi to you and wish you a good day, to which the person said, okay. All right, so I took the hint and made a slightly embarrassed and awkward exit as I went on my walk. To add to this walk that was already starting out in a sour mood, my book 
took a dark turn in terms of the story. Now, as I've said before, and you can tell from other episodes of this podcast, I'm a story person. I love a good story, and they are powerful things in my life, for good and for bad sometimes. I can tell you I read the book Too Late, The Fowler Rope many, many years ago, and I walked around deeply wounded by this powerful story, probably for a solid week. I tell you this so you can know why, if perhaps you're someone who can listen to an audiobook and it has no power to sway your mood whatsoever, and you're listening to me and wondering how, in my case, this was so powerful, or it was the icing on the cake of the day, or perhaps a better analogy is it was whatever bad thing it is that tops off an already sour mood. Dan, nothing bad has actually happened to you. This is stupid. Snap out of it and move on. Okay, two things I have to say to that. One is, you're absolutely right. And two is, I am never turning to you for moral support when I have a bad day, and I mean never. So as I finish my walking loop, I swing by the neighborhood grocery store to pick up two items for dinner. I get to the checkout aisle, and there's a very young guy at the register. I've not seen him there before, and I know most of the people who work there, at least by sight, because I'm in there all the time. Anyway, the person in front of me finishes, and as the checkout guy completes their transaction, he's clearly not happy. Now, I figure the person in front of me has been less than pleasant, and he'll be happy to see them go, and his mood will change when I get to him. He turns towards me and kind of glares and sulks at the same time. Now, glaring and sulking simultaneously is an amazing skill because by their very nature, one is active and one is passive. And it's very difficult to combine the two, but he, he did it. Then he asked, did you find everything okay? This line was delivered as if he had been challenged by an acting teacher to see if he could say it with as much disdain as possible. And again, he absolutely nailed it. Then he went back to sulking. He had picked the wrong day and the wrong guy. Want to vent our bad moods towards each other? Well, it's on. And you're about to find out you showed up to a nuclear holocaust party and all you brought was a Bic lighter. I glanced in his eyes and I saw no concern for me. And to tell you the truth, I was feeling it right back at him. Then I looked at him. And you know what his name tag said? Quinn. Can you believe it? It said Quinn. It was Quinn. Okay, maybe that doesn't mean anything to you. Let me tell you my story. When I was in high school, I had an occasional fantasy. And by occasional, we don't really need to talk about how often it actually occurred. The fantasy was that I was popular, cool, strong, capable, in a way that was a combination of a superhero and I had the social smoothness of James Bond all in one package. I went through life righting wrongs, always accompanied by a musical soundtrack that made everything I did seem that much more dramatic, that much more cool. In my little fantasy world, my theme song was written by Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, I get the best. The song was performed by Manfred Mann, and I had a different name. I was named Quinn. In my fantasy world, they would make a movie about me one day. In the Midwest somewhere, there's a small, unnamed town in which a stranger has appeared. No one knows who he is or where he came from. No one even knows his name. He just goes by one word, one name, and it's Quinn. He's been around for several months, picking up odd jobs and then disappearing for a week or more 
before mysteriously reappearing without anyone ever knowing where he went. Then one day, while he's away, one of the periods of time in which he disappears, a band of bad guys, outlaws, bikers, it doesn't really matter. You pick the villains of your choice here. They've taken over the town. The skies are gray. The wind blows ominously. People avoid being in the streets because ruffians, yes, I said it, ruffians are roaming everywhere. The situation is bleak, and everyone in the town is without hope. Then the wind shifts. It's a strange wind that now blows in a different direction. It has dramatically changed. The kind of wind that causes everyone to look up and wonder, what is that? What does it mean? Then the camera changes. In the distance, on the road heading into town, the camera catches just a glimpse of a shadowy figure. A child peeks through the curtains of his home and whispers, He's back! And you know as you watch that everything's about to change. Then a different music begins to play, and it begins with an out-of-place piccolo solo, letting the moviegoer know that this moment is indeed the moment of change. And Quinn moves into town, setting things right as his personalized theme music plays in the background. Everything you've just heard is true. Well, no movie was made, but my daydreaming about this song and about being the title character in this song, that's absolutely true. I can't tell you, in all honesty, how many times I rewrote that movie script in my head. It changes towns, it changes locations, it even moved through time to different eras, but always with me as Quinn, the mighty Quinn, saving the day in the end. Um... Dan, your little side tangent story has taken so long to tell that Quinn the checkout guy has celebrated two birthdays in the interlude. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I may have gone off on a wee bit of a tangent. You think? We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. So there I am, in a foul mood, standing in the grocery store, wanting to let loose all my inner rage on this young, pouty, surly kid at the register. And then, as I said, I see his name. And immediately I blurt out, I love your name. When I was in high school, I wanted nothing more than to be named Quinn. He glances up at me sideways to see if I'm mocking him. And he says with genuine surprise, really? I said, oh, yeah. He said, smiling at me, thanks, that makes me feel better about my name. I said, and believing every single word with all my heart, that's a cool name. It's the name of a rugged Hollywood superstar. 
wear it with pride. He finished bagging his groceries, looked at me and handed me the bag and said, Thanks. And I returned the same sentiment right back to him. Thank you. And I walked out of the grocery store in a great mood. I hope the rest of his day was as elevated by our encounter as mine was. You know, life is filled with moments in which you have to choose. You can choose between taking the inner rage or disappointment or frustration, whatever it is that you might be feeling in the moment, and let it rain down on someone else. Or you can choose to swallow it, sit on it, ignore it, let it go, pretend like it's not there. My encounter with Quinn reminded me that there is a third choice. Somewhere between your life and the life of the person you're encountering, there is a place of intersection. There is a point of commonality. Look for that connection. Find that connection. Celebrate it. And you just might find that doing so, just like the mighty Quinn, changes everything. That's all for today. Be sure to check and see if you have subscribed to this podcast so that you get notified of future episodes. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with me, as always, I would love to hear from you. My email address is dan at skypilot, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T dot zone. That's dan at skypilot dot zone. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for SkyPilot FaithQuest. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. <laughs>